would have a really hard time knowing what's going on around me, but she gives a very like specific first person tale of events, right? Well, we already know that she's receiving information radically inaccurately. Sometimes, like, it doesn't make a very good spike, but... I've never had that problem. I I'm simply in better. a weird place, I think. <laughs> I guess it's true. Welcome back. This is To My Chagrin, and I'm Grace. I'm Truman. And we are finishing our discussion about chapters one and two. I'm only saying that because in the last one, I said chapter ones and two, and then we only did chapter one, and now we're gonna do, gonna do chapter two. So I'm excited about this one. I think we get some good Carlisle lore. I enjoyed this because it was way more explicitly religious than I was expecting. Yes. And I think it's times like this that really cement this idea that this is a heavily religious series. Because you can tie this to a bunch of stuff that happened in the first book. Yeah, metaphors Um, are for the weak um, just have your characters <laughs> sit down and express their very specific religious beliefs. Very specific religious beliefs. Yeah, so we last left off. Bella was dazed and disoriented. I looked up from the bright red blood pulsing out of my arm into the feathered eyes of six suddenly ravenous vampires. And I think we decided that this wasn't true. Yes, that was just a <laughs> lie. <laughs> These vampires... They're not, they weren't ravenous. Um, One was. The rest had it pretty under control. So it's just like a, a Goosebumps tier cliffhanger. <laughs> really? And then, so, chapter two is called Stitches. I wonder what will happen. I think it's named after the Sean Mendez song. <sighs> I used to love Sean Mendez until he started dating Camila Cabello. And then it really broke my heart. And now I don't listen to anything he has ever is a little petty of me but oh well (laughs) something on my desk is shaking so i'm sorry if you guys hear a like a tap 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 so yeah so carlisle stays pretty calm he kind of directs the room you know he's a doctor he's been a doctor for hundreds of years so in a state of emergency of course he's gonna be the first to kind of pick up that direction if you ever take a cpr class they tell you to do a couple of things, and uh, so you don't just say, call 911. You, like, tell somebody, right? So instead of saying, like, get Jasper out of here, he tells people. He's like, Emmett, Rose, get Jasper outside. Like, that's very doctor of him. <laughs> and then, yeah, so she just kind of goes into, okay, for me, I think in this situation, I would have a really hard time knowing what's going on around me, but she gives a very, like, specific first person tale of events right well we already know that she's receiving information radically inaccurately (laughs) that's very true um but everything else she's dead on about (laughs) yeah so jasper's like struggling against emmett and edward's just so upset like he's upset that jasper's upset he's upset that he hurt bella like he's losing it very quickly Rosalie apparently looks 
really smug. And I think she's just always waiting for somebody to kill Bella and she'll be happy about it as long as it's not her. She should just get Bella to stand under like a loose piano. It was a very long pause. <laughs> You're right. I was answering your text. <laughs> but no, I that's I it's comical. It would never happen. These are very serious vampires. <laughs> well, a piano is a very serious instrument. <laughs> You're right. And Esme immediately has to leave because the smell of blood is tempting her. If um, Jasper had um, killed Bella, do you think Edward would have killed him? Yes, I think he would have. And I think him and Alice would have had to spend their days like as siblings who lost their lovers forever. Good fanfic starting point. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, Carlisle takes her to the kitchen and Edward tries to stay around for a while and so does Alice. Um, but eventually just all the fresh blood flowing from Bella's arm is too much for both of them to handle. And that's when you get some rare alone time with Bella and a character that's not Edward. Another good fanfic starting point. <laughs> You'll see the scene in the movie is so sensual. <laughs> it is so like the way Carlisle is just picking glass out of her arm. I thought they were going to end up together. But Edward leaves and they stay. Bella's kind of just describing this feeling of unease that she keeps getting, you know, like from the last book, we find out that she can smell blood very perfectly um, and it makes her sick to her stomach, which is very ironic. And there's a lot of just going in between conversation and what's kind of going on with her arm. And I think that I don't know. I think it's written kind of well, right? I think that's a really fun way to go about this so that like, oh, we can get Carlisle alone in a room. We can learn a little bit more about Edward and kind of their religious feelings. But also there's something else and I'm going to bring your attention to it every time. Yeah, there's a, a good back and forth. We kind of learn about how Carlisle got kind of good at this. He has a lot of practice. He's been a doctor his entire vampire life, right? He started as, I believe we learned this in the last book, but he started as like a minister's son. And so I doubt that he had anything to do with modern medicine at that time. But after he became a vampire, he was like desperate to counteract his evil, right? This evil that him and Edward are convinced that they are. And what's really interesting, right? Talking about that, why does nobody else go through that? Like Jasper and Alice and Emmett and Rosalie, they're not like, ah, I'm so evil. This is terrible. Like, why is it that only Edward and Carlisle are the ones to have this deep religious sentiments, even though they were all turned during a pretty religious time in the United States, you know, like 20s and earlier Confederate soldier and all that stuff, you know? I feel like it has to do with maybe how they were raised in their human lives, what their families were like, what they were exposed to. Like as a minister's son, that's going to probably make you more one of the more religious people around. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see a timeline of when everyone was changed. There's definitely one out there. Maybe I can try and find that. But let's see, like the official term. Is it turned or changed or something? Vampirification? 
turned. Change turned. I wonder what language they actually use. Okay, well, um, see, the Twilight Wiki has a timeline of everything, starting with before 2500 BC. Mm-hmm. These events are of the utmost importance of the Twilight Saga and should not be changed. What? <laughs> it says what in quotation says? marks, these events are of utmost importance to the Twilight Saga and should not be changed. And then it's, <laughs> like, as the source of that quote, an entry on the timeline. I don't understand. <laughs> Interesting. Does it say turned or changed on the official wiki? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I'm still looking at this timeline. You know Victoria's from the 1550s? I think I knew that. She seems more modern than any of the other ones. Yes. But I think, like, the modernness of them in the first movie Yeah, I'm was... definitely just thinking that because they're dressed in, like, hipster clothes. I think they were dressed in hipster clothes because they kill people and then they dress up as those people, yes, right? Like, they'll true. just take whatever outfit the person was wearing. Right, so Carlisle was, that was born a cool way. in 1640. So I feel like the 1640s, that's going to be a very different religious landscape than the 1900s or even the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I Carlisle's definitely the most religious. I'm just wondering why, like, Edward is as well. But it's probably, like, his parents. They start talking about how Carlisle had turned and how he had turned Edward and all those things. Um, And he tells her that his father was a clergyman. And because of that, he had a very, like, rigid and strict belief in the world. Ew, Carlyle and Esme met when she was 16. They did. It's, I, I don't want to talk about that. That's, that's for that's the future. For another time. <laughs> it's problematic. I can't wait to, like, just have episodes where we just talk about, like, relationship breakdowns. <laughs> so his father was a very religious man, but apparently Carlisle didn't really prescribe to his father's brand of faith, but he never doubted God either. And he's kind of hoping that he gets to go to heaven in the end, but he and Edward both think that they're damned in the first place. Like, that even this living, this living vampire life is basically eternal damnation itself. And... He reveals that Edwards thinks that they've lost their souls altogether. Carlisle calls him his son, which is really sweet. I think it's really sweet that they have like this father-son dynamic. And they kind of like go over this big idea of becoming a vampire means you lose your soul. And Bella's not religious, you know? Like she talks a little bit about Charlie and Renee and She's like, they're, they're, they weren't religious people. And so, like, this connection isn't really clicking for her. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because Bella is such a self-insert in so many other ways. Yeah, like, how come Stephanie Meyer went to BYU, this super Mormon institution, and then she writes this character who doesn't really understand religion in general, you know? Like, she's so far removed from it. Is this a theme that continues for the rest of the series? Or like something that gets further explored? Like Bella being far removed from religion or religion or like Bella's relationship vampires being damned. Um, I don't think she ever becomes religious. I don't think religion ever becomes like this huge thing. It's more of a Edward has like these stricter values because of his religion. And vampirism is a direct like inverse to that like if being a human is being an angel being a vampire is being a demon but i don't think it gets any further than that which is already pretty deep so i thought it might be like an arc for her Mm -hmm. 
Maybe I just didn't notice it, but it could get more. I do like this description of Edward being turned and they kind of talk about how his mother like looked at Carlisle and somehow knew what he was and knew that he could do something for her son to not die. And when she's so religious, right? Isn't she thinking like, it's okay if he dies because he can come to heaven with me. But in this, she's so desperate to keep him alive. She, she damned him, you know? I wonder how Edward like really feels about that because he can, he can read minds, right? Like, so he can read Carlisle's mind and basically see what happened between Carlisle and his mom. Like, I wonder what he really feels about his mom's choice. I bet it's something he really angsts about. <laughs> Edward got back near the end of the conversation. He probably heard a lot of it, you know, since they they have supersonic hearing and he can read minds and all that. Bella's covered in blood. Edward's just kind of unemotional and upset. They have to get new clothes. And then, like, everything feels very curt after this, right? There's definitely been a shift in the mood in a lot of ways. Like, Edward doesn't even seem as concerned for her as he was before he left the room. Like, he came back and he's pretty unemotional towards her, which is really weird. Yeah, because I guess it reinforces what he's always saying, how it's too dangerous. It does. And I think, but it's so weird because, like, so far, Edward has been pretty lovey-dovey, you know? Like, he'll, like, give her a little kiss on the forehead, and he'll have his arm around her all the time, and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, he gets upset, and he's like, I'm not talking to you. We're done here. You know, like, he is terrible at communicating. (laughs) He holds the door open without a word, and they get into the car, and it's quiet, and she messes with her brand new radio that they just installed in her car. And he doesn't look at her or the stereo and he just he won't talk to her. It's so upsetting. Like, it's so upsetting. It makes her feel like she's done something wrong. And she's very clear about that. Right. She's like, will you, will you tell me that you forgive me? Like, this is all my fault. And Edward Edward loses it on her. He he brings up his number one rival, Mike Newton. <laughs> and he really thinks that he's ruining Bella's life. But he blames her for it because he can't communicate. (laughs) So she begs him to stay the night. He gets moody, tries to go home, doesn't. They get in. Charlie does not notice that she has a huge bandage across the entirety of her arm. If it were small, whatever. But it's like her whole arm is bandaged. And he's like, hey, Bells. (laughs) Why would a police officer be trained to look for signs of injury? Literally, what's so crazy is like she looks like a domestic abuse fan victim consistently and she comes home with bruises and she falls down a lot and all these things and it's like that shit like you would think it's edward's fault clumsy bells (laughs) you said that in a perfect charlie impression thank you impersonation and now she's home she's excited to open her presents she's trying to like make up for the bad mood by being overly enthusiastic herself and he he opens the present for her because she doesn't want her to cut herself again And she has tickets to Jacksonville to see her mom. And she's super excited about this. And it kind of reminds me like, oh, Bella can have emotions, which is very easy to forget because she gets so grumpy like every other chapter. Grumpy is an emotion. Okay. But if you're always grumpy, it's not an emotion. It just is. Then it's depression. Yes. Like Eeyore. Oh, and then this is really sweet. I think nobody talks about this enough. 
But she gets a CD with all the songs that he wrote for her with like her lullaby, which I think it's a little it's a little weird. He wrote her a lullaby in the first place. Like like it's just a couple. It's just a couple. I was wondering how long that was going to go. Chords. So I was looking at the recording, and you'll see it when you see the part, but it's just like little like dots, and it was very, very entertaining to see it do it <laughs> on Audacity. <laughs> so I kept going for longer than I meant to, but he got her some Tylenol, they listened to the lullaby, and it kind of gets a little like, it just stays bummy. Like, it's her birthday, he was trying to make it happy, then it got ruined, now she's trying to make it happy, and it's just really awkward and uncomfortable, you know? Like, now this she's like, what are you thinking about? if Edward respected her initial wishes to not celebrate her birthday? Okay, that's true. <laughs> but also, they need to stop inviting Jasper places if he's not going to be able to handle humans. <laughs> How did this man go to high school? <laughs> there had to have been paper cuts all the time, but you know what? You know what probably happened? Alice, you know what? Actually, let's talk about this. Why didn't Alice see this coming? I don't understand the limits or, of her powers. Why didn't Alice see this coming? Like, these are people that she watches frequently, right? Like, you know that she's usually only in tune to things that she wants to pay special attention to. Like, she's not going to see the weather in Wyoming unless they're going to Wyoming, right? Why wouldn't she be looking to see how fantastic Bella's birthday was going to be? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, she should have seen this coming. And it's just, like, a continuity error at this point. <laughs> it's just a continuity error at this point that, like, Alice can see tiny details but not other tiny details. It's just, I don't know. I'm kind of, now that I'm just, like, thinking about it, I'm just really upset. Because all of this could have been avoided if Alice's powers made any sense. Yeah, when you give a character clairvoyance, it's hard to have stakes so i guess the route they went with was just to ignore the powers sometimes yeah because i don't know i think okay we can talk about it near further into the book because we learn a lot more about her powers in this book i'm so upset thinking about that they start to kiss and it gets really hot and heavy get the second abstinence coding <laughs> in as many chapters <laughs> and then he pushes her back and she collapses onto her pillow gasping her head spinning something tugged at her memory elusive on the edges charlie's not hearing this <laughs> i guess they just whisper so quietly <laughs> people being thrown around <laughs> she wants to kiss again he's like no go the hell to bed i'm not gonna kiss you and then it gets, I don't know, it gets, like, weirdly sexual. Like, what's <laughs> what's tempting you more, my blood or my body? Like, Bella. <laughs> Any amount of sexual in the Twilight franchise is uncomfortably sexual. It's so uncomfortably sexual because, like, it's so out of pocket. <laughs> it's so fucking out of pocket. Like, this whole time, it's like, we have to be very careful when we kiss. We can't put our hands on each other. They kiss for one second too long, and now she's like, what do you want, my blood or my body? Like, eh! <laughs> i hate this he says it's a tie and he tells her to go to sleep she puts her injured arm against him so that his cool skin acts as an ice pack <laughs> if, if it's Which that I cold think... then he must be painful to touch <laughs> he is 
thought it was touching like it was like touching a kitchen counter. I didn't but it picture never it as warms. being like ice cold. It is. It's ice cold. It's like touching your kitchen counter when the heat is off and you come back during Christmas, you know? <laughs> and it never warms up. Man, I don't believe her when she's like, oh, it's cold, but actually it's comfortable. Oh. <laughs> and then I really like this last paragraph because I think that they're setting up for like a good amount of foreshadowing and all this stuff. And she goes, I was halfway asleep, maybe more, when I realized what his kiss had reminded me of. Last spring, when he'd had to leave me to throw James off my trail, Edward had kissed me to goodbye, not knowing when or if we would see each other again. This kiss had the same, almost painful edge for some reason I couldn't imagine. I shuddered into unconsciousness, as if I were already having a nightmare. And I think that's juicy. Like, chapter two, Bella got injured, and now we're worried about her and Edward's relationship? They got things into gear very quickly in the book. They have to. The last one went so slow. (laughs) Edward should communicate better and not have to make Bella interpret his kisses. I know. It's kind of, it's weird. Like, he should just be like, hey, like, Bells, tonight sucked. We either can't hang out with my family anymore or you got to get less clumsy, you know? Or wear, like, a full body protection suit. I think she should do that anyway because he's ice cold. Even when they hold hands, it's got to be the worst thing ever. No, she's like, oh, uh, even even though it's really cold, actually, it's warm somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Maybe she just runs hot. Maybe Belle's going through early menopause. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I thought this chapter was very interesting because like, we got to see like very overt religious themes, right? Carlisle's super religious. Edward is super religious. Carlisle's like... It doesn't bother me all that much, but Edward, man, like, he is abstinence king. He's a big nerd about it. He's a big nerd about it. Like, he is so afraid that he's never going to get to go to heaven. Like, dude, you're never going to die. What's it matter? (laughs) Like, you get to live forever. And he's scared about, like, heaven and hell. Like, that's so, like, opposite of why religion works. Like, religion works because people want to feel like there's something after but there's no after for him, you know? It's, a, it's weird that he has different religious views from Carlisle because he's so in line with Carlisle in every other way. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, Carlisle is a good speaker. He could probably, like, make a compelling, like, get um, Edward to see his perspective on things to his interpretation. Mm-hmm. And what's really weird, right? Like, all of them are like, yeah, I don't really remember before I was a vampire all too much. Like, I have some memories, but... Nothing really sticks huge, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was so young. Edwards, he was so young. And he's like, you know, I don't really remember my parents, but I remember my strong religious convictions. Specifically like, huh? about vampirism <laughs> and its effect on the eternal soul. Like, I remember that my, when I was younger, my mom taught me that vampires are bad and that I'll be, I'll go to hell if I become one. Like, that's what, that's basically what we hear this whole time. It's so odd. But that's the end of chapter two. I think, I don't know. I think it's an interesting way. Like these first two chapters were a very interesting way to set up this book. It's it's hefty. It's a thick book. We really don't know what's going to happen next in theory, right? <laughs> what do you mean in theory? Well, I know what's going to happen next. <laughs> so in theory, I don't know what's going to happen next. But in reality, I know what's happening. <laughs> but the chapters didn't give it to me, you know? Mm. And so 
What do you mean in theory? I mean in theory, Truman. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited. I think this book picks up fast and keeps going, which is very different from the first one. Which started slow and slowed down. <laughs> That's not true. It got fast in the final six pages. It got so fast and then ended. <laughs> <laughs> And it forgot to press the brakes on this one. So the first two chapters were just zoom. (laughs) Any last thoughts? I think there should be a vampire who believes in reincarnation. Yeah. (laughs) There should be. They're limited in their denominations. Yes. They are limited in their denominations. And like, I just wonder if Stephanie knew other religions existed (laughs) when she wrote this. <laughs> I feel like the Mormons were at war with all of them historically, so she should know for that reason. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I don't know. I think it's a good way to start the book. So I'm excited for the rest of it. Again, this is my favorite book. I'm so excited <laughs> to get into the meat of it. I don't think I have any other last thoughts. Anything you want to plug? By the time this comes out, I think I'll have a new video out pushing up a close to an hour. Oh, your video? Mm-hmm. That's long. Well, my my current longest one is twenty seven minutes. Wow, that'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, everyone, check out his YouTube, Gray Merchant of Magic, at YouTube. It's linked below. Check out our socials, Chagrin Pod on everything, being everything being Instagram and Twitter, <laughs> and ChagrinBod at gmail dot com if you want to email us. You said ChagrinBod. I know I did, and I didn't want to fix it. Uh, chagrinpod at gmail.com if you want to email what are us. You more tempt- what are you more tempted by, my chagrin blood or my chagrin bod? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's so sick. That's such a sick question of her. <laughs> How deeply inappropriate <laughs> for her to have done that. But yeah. <laughs> Everything's in the link in our bios for the most part. I don't think everything's there. I think we should stand up for ourselves. What do we stand up for ourselves? You said for the most part everything's there. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I'm feeling so pedantic Everything's there. (laughs) Everything is there. Anything not linked is not worth exploring. Correct. And I think that's it for today. These get more chaotic each time. They do get so chaotic. And you know why? It's because neither of us are taking good notes. <laughs> and we're just going off of straight vibes. <laughs> I think people respect that. Uh, I think they recognize it within themselves. And they appreciate that we carry a similar energy. <laughs> uh, this has been To My Chagrin. And I, I'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>